Johnny Cage, Kenobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanook, Sebat, Stout, Shao Kahn, Fung, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Makabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quan, Shi, Shin, Oxo, Rina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blizzgo, Raicho, Dramin, Foster's now, Tan, Kenshi, Lee, Mave, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Natara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shijin, Kotegante, Vondavora, Cassie, Cage, Eren, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Kongjin, Takeda, Tribe, Dwarf, Cetrion, Scarlet, Gareth, Collector, Chronica, Oh, between the election and uh, you know the primary—I mean, the primary. Obviously, I got has just a bunch of work happened in my house. All my walls have been opened up for like a couple oh, of God. weeks. Uh, I got my little sister coming to visit me. She's worried about the coronavirus. <laughs> this is like a WTF opening. Where yeah. It's like here's hey. my here's a list of my grievances. All right, hey, has yeah. Uh, listen, my Shit, cats, that's really good. My like twelve cats are all. Uh, oh like, my God! Sick at the same time. That's an uh, impeccable Mark Merritt. Hi, Holy shit. Yeah, hey, what the fucking knots. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? A, cas- a casual opening uh, for an episode about just a casual guy. A very casual. Oh, lordy. Uh, welcome to Mortal Podcast. I am your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character. Uh, today... I got a guest. I didn't even ask how you'd prefer to be introduced, so I'm just going to say my friend, extremely creative filmmaker and, and funny and kind man, Adam Murray. Hello. Hi. Hello, Adam. Hello. Hello, everyone out there. Welcome to the stew, and by the stew, I mean this office that Jonah Ray is letting me borrow uh, while my house is in disarray. <laughs> um, thank you, Jonah Ray. Just shout out thank to you, uh, the first of our sponsors today, Jonah Ray. <laughs> Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you. When I when I announced that I was going to be doing this podcast, you immediately um, said dibs on striker. Immediately. And while I will say many people have called dibs, mm. no one else called dibs on striker. That's kind of shocking to me. Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, it was the ferocity and velocity with which you I immediately think it was within like a, striker. Like a minute of you, yes. like which is I thought this to be fair immediately thought this was a bit yeah well i do believe i initially said uh should i do this podcast where i force uh i think i initially said where i force celebrities to sit down with me and talk about mortal Kombat. <laughs> here i am and while we've had some i think we've had a couple no, of people have. that qualify yes uh for the most part this is more about me entrapping my friends and uh making them talk about mortal Kombat with me for a long time but Stryker, Stryker I, who I, we'll be talking about today... I feel like this is more of a Rorschach, you're trapped in here with me situation about yeah. this character. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, here's the thing. There's not a ton to say about Stryker, no. as we'll find out in today's episode. Stryker is a character who was immediately maligned the moment he was introduced in Mortal Kombat 3. Yep. Uh, people just don't like him because he doesn't have any special powers. No. He's just a guy. 
And he's worse than just a guy. He's a cop. He's a cop. That's what I want to get out in front of this now. The reason why I call dibs on Stryker is not because I think cops are cool. It's because he fucking sucks. Great. Uh, Well, listen, we're going to dig into that in a second. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves mm -hmm. because usually there's a bit of a preamble. Yeah. Before we talk about uh, a character we're talking about today, but I, just, I had to I had to mention as soon as possible that the reason that you are here right now is that from the very first episode about a year ago, you demanded Stryker, <laughs> and uh, I have preserved him for you, and here he is served up uh, on a platter. Um, but before we get into that, Adam, what is, what is your history with, with Mortal Kombat? You were saying before we really got into it that... Uh, uh, you have a similar history to the yeah. franchise that I do. Uh, so, like, have you like you have said on this podcast before that you read every single instruction like booklet oh, yeah. and with for every game, especially Mortal Kombat, which I was very much uh, that same kid. I had cousins who had Sega Genesis. I did not. I got really into just when they would play. I just read everything like about the games they were playing, uh, and then eventually down the road, we were. We actually were a Street Fighter family. Wow! Uh, in my house, dude, shots fired. Shots fired. We were a Street Fighter Two family. Uh, me, my sisters, all my cousins, grandparents. We did play at a lot of my grandparents' house. Like we would travel with our Super Nintendo. Sure. Like two different cousins' house to yeah. play Street Fighter. And I still have fond memories of packing up the entire PlayStation or like my whole Xbox Plus Rock Band whenever I like drove to and from college. So, <laughs> I uh, moving a console back and forth is extremely uh, relatable content. Yeah. With a K. Go on. With a K. <laughs> and I was not allowed to have Mortal Kombat. Uh, or Mortal Kombat 2 for a while because... Your parents were cowards. My parents were cowards. Yeah. Uh, Joe Lieberman really got in their head. Sure. I mean, uh, he does that. He does that. He's in this room right now. We just, if we look at him, yeah, he'll... Yeah, specter of Joe yeah. Lieberman is hovering <laughs> over our heads at this very moment. Uh, and then, I don't know, I don't know if it was a turn where my parents let me buy it or someone got it for me, or if I just kept renting it, but I played so much Mortal Kombat 3... Yeah. Like, it got to the point where my parents were just like, all right, whatever. Like, he well, saw Robocop when he was 12. He's going to be fine. <laughs> we're around the same age. Right? How old are you? Thirty. Going to be 32. You're going to be 32? Yeah. So yeah. I feel like I'm 30. Uh, I feel like yeah, I'll be 31 soonish. It feels like for our specific, like, micro generation, it, mm-hmm. it was just like we came up. It was like exactly Mortal Kombat 3 time. Yes. When we had enough coordination to even attempt to play that game. Yeah. Um, oh, because I remember... Which for me was to try to just spam uppercut. Yeah. Yeah. That was that, about as far as I went. That or uh, Kano's laser eye. Sure. Like... Oh, I didn't know, I didn't know a single special move. Oh. Uh, the special moves in, in comparison of Mortal Kombat 2 Street Fighter are night and day. It's so vastly different where it's like, like, back, like, back down, down X or like, from sweep distance. Oh, yeah. To like land certain specials it's kind of insane where street fighter is very just a quarter circle quarter circle x mm-hmm. quarter circle punch like high punch fierce punch uh, and then that usually works for every character in street fighter sure uh, i mean like earlier days not now or four and five or uh in the the landscape but yeah three is where i got really into fighting games and Mortal Kombat. And like, I had been really into the lore of Mortal Kombat for a while. Cause I had the movie came out, loved the movie. I also, as a kid had the VHS tape of, I don't remember the name of it exactly, but it was an animated special. The journey begins. The journey begins with the really bad CG Goro. Yes. Where he kills his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Which 
that that whole short is fucked up. It is like some <laughs> yeah. of the worst CG by any measure. But yeah, it looks like <laughs> it, if you want to get a picture of this, imagine like you know those Taiwanese like news stories that like would come out where they talk about American like celebrities and it's all horribly 3D animated. Mm-hmm. It's that but worse. Yeah, and way with worse. Goro and uh you get to see Sub-Zero kill Scorpion. Yeah. When he turns him into ice, which is just the liquid metal uh, texture they threw onto him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had that. Got really into everything about the lore that I could read. Like, didn't really have the internet at the time, so it was kind of just through comic books and osmosis. Like, and I had a, my cousin Brian, who was a little bit older than me and was very into all the same video game stuff. So he was like showing me like Nintendo Power or like uh, Game Informer that would oh, have yeah. all this stuff that would kind of explain more of the story. And then uh, Mortal Kombat 3 came out, and then there was a guy who uh, had a nightstick and a backwards hat. And and you were like, that's my guy. I was like, he's my favorite. He looks radical. That dude looks like he could shred. <laughs> Curtis Stryker. Curtis. Curtis, spelled with a K. Yeah, well, and uh, Stryker, Stryker also spelled with a K. Stryker, spelled with a K how else and, you do and a Y. Yeah. So literally every Stryker. obnoxious way to spell his name, sure. he does. It's like the equivalent of naming your kid like Madison now, but with a Y instead mm-hmm. of an I. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I got the coronavirus. Um, <laughs> uh, well, that's also. Have you kept up with the franchise? Yes. Okay. Uh, I didn't play ten, but I have. Thank you to the people uh, on YouTube who have dedicated their time to making storylines and like connecting them all to show us where the because I know there's the Midway uh, timeline and the Nether Realm timeline. Uh, Thanks to the events of Apocalypse, right? That was the last yeah. Midway title. The last Midway title was Armageddon. Armageddon, that's yeah. It. And then the first Nether Realm title was just Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Mortal yeah. Kombat Nine. Um, yeah, and then MKX, and then MK Eleven. Yes, and I've been playing MK Eleven. I ju- I fell off it for a bit. Um, probably going to come back to it after I finally finish Red Dead because uh, I got halfway, <laughs> a couple I, years. I got halfway through that game. And I got depressed, and then I stopped. Oh, Red Dead 2 is super depressing. It's super depressing. I love it. It's maybe my favorite game of all time. <laughs> it's really good, yeah. and it's really sad. And yeah. the, like, it's so good that I got to the midway point, and something happened that's so sad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, all right, I need to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I get you. I felt the same way about Glover. Um, <laughs> so, you guys uh, into Quest 64? Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> love Quest 64. Uh, I love I, I I am kind of obsessed with all those weird old like bad uh, platformer franchises mm. that never took off. That nev- uh, Bubsy 3D. Bubsy's pretty good. I feel like Bubsy somehow stuck around in like the general conscious. I'm a huge Gex fan, <laughs> specifically Gex 2 Enter the Gecko. Is that where he's a spy? Yeah, and he's voiced by Dana Gould. Wait, what? Yeah, Dana Gould's the voice of Gex. So yeah. when you're getting Dana on this podcast to talk about Gex. As soon as he's ready. The moment he's ready. Because <laughs> I could quote every single line in Gex 2. It was like probably the game I played the most on PS1, followed by probably like MK Trilogy, followed by, uh, I'm going to say, all of the Odd World games. Oh, God, MK Trilogy. Yeah. Live action. Oh, my God. Oh, that... are you thinking about oh, the, the live action of... FMV scenes in Super or uh, Mortal Kombat mythology? Sub-Zero. That's with Sub-Zero. That's what I'm thinking Pretty of. Pretty tight. Yeah, with Quan Chi. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> uh, I still watch those on YouTube sometimes. <laughs> they just have such a weird, eerie, like unsettling atmosphere. It's All the like FMV stuff from early PlayStation era mm. is just like 
super creepy. There's just well, something about it that's off and upsetting. And for that one, they were all filming on a green screen. Yeah. They're all filming in a green cube, which I don't think a lot of people have been doing at that time. So you have these actors who are committing real hard to the weirdest dialogue they probably ever had to read. Yeah. Pretty surreal. It's a good time. Beautiful time in video games. So so you've kept up with Mortal Kombat. You yes. said you've listened to Mortal Podcast. Yes, I have. Uh, so you're aware that there's a prompt in every episode this season and that prompt is uh, a question question for you adam mm-hmm. uh every character introduced in mortal kombat 3 in some way has reinvented themselves they've had a moment of reinvention um kind of including striker uh which we'll get to today but uh my question for you adam is is there a point in your life where you have reinvented yourself Ooh, yeah for sure um well when that's what i'm asking oh when uh, was it i would probably say when I first went to college, I went to I went to Catholic school for six years, uh, wore uniforms majority of the time. So if I was not wearing a uniform, I was usually at home, like wearing probably basketball shorts or a t-shirt or board shorts because I grew up in a beach town. Uh, and then when I got to college, the first time I went to I went away to college and like to play baseball and had to wear just like normal clothes and i literally had (laughs) several people ask me why do you dress that way what were you wearing i was wearing i had a lot of led zeppelin Mm -hmm. t-shirts that i had like saved over from high school and i had so far pretty normal college dude like normal college dude but i like wore like acid wash jeans Mm -hmm. in like 2007 okay so i was wearing like acid wash jeans and like weird boat shoes sometimes or just old sneakers and it was like, I looked like a character from Dazed and Confused who had kind of walked into the early mid-2000s. I'm going to be like, honest. Having grown up in Florida and gone to college in Florida, none of this sounds that no, weird. No, well, that's, and I was... This sounds pretty straightforward. It sounds very straightforward, but I just, I remember being shocked by people saying, why do you dress like that? I'm like, like what? They're like, that just doesn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like... Oh, do I not know how to dress myself? So you said, not unlike Curtis Stryker, it's time to reinvent time myself. Time to reinvent myself. Uh, get rid of the weird uh, white and blue uh, skin tight Under Armour, and then, uh, <laughs> and I was like super into pop punk, like uh, in high school. So like, because I'm from New Jersey, where it's like the mecca for yeah, like, of course, the boss, the boss, uh, the best bon pop punk artist of all time, two best pop punk yeah. artists. <laughs> uh, so like, Taking Back Sunday. Saves the day, Michael sure. Romance, yeah. all those bands. Yeah, Newfound Glories from my hometown of Coral Springs, Florida. That's right, they are. Mm-hmm. I saw them play at the Coral Springs Aquatic Center. <laughs> that sounds sad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that like, sounds, like a, cool. that sounds like a step above a step above the bands who play at Disney World. Uh, I, they were pretty big at the time. It was a big mm-hmm. deal. But it was also the Coral Springs Aquatic Center. <laughs> Which makes it, it think was, they were like standing both. next to a pool. I, you know, I, it might have been like the amphitheater next to the aquatic center that might have had a different name. But to me, it was like, oh, this is where we go to the public pool. But instead, Newfound Glory is playing at this, <laughs> <laughs> this little stage nearby. Uh, so you were in a pop punk. So I was in a pop punk and I like... It's time to reinvent. I never grew my hair out. And then I started like... After that, I started wearing more band t-shirts, growing my hair longer. Uh, and then... From there, I ended up like taking a hard 180, just getting really into folk music, and like, okay. and more. so the hair got even longer. I, I cut it, like I I got, oh, okay. yeah, like I got really into folk music and a lot of indie bands. Sure, uh, and 
I was finally able to grow a beard, so I started growing my beard out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then I went to film school, so I went from being a well. What were you studying? Or it was baseball? You were so there. So I was. Baseball. I was it. Okay. Yeah, I was. Uh, I had, by the time I was like a junior in high school, I was playing like a hundred games of baseball a year. Uh, and then I went away to school on a baseball scholarship, blew my shoulder out. Uh, went to the doctor. They're like, you could get re, you could get surgery and like kind of work through it to be redshirted and go back and play whenever, or you could just like not throw like hard anymore like you can do that and i was like oh what am i majoring in communications and my teacher has pretty much told me that her job is she works at like different like studios just answering phones like that sounds terrible yeah so i dropped out dropped out of school uh my parents were kind of like okay we get it (laughs) like (laughs) dropped out of school bummed around went to community college for a little bit to get some uh more credits under my belt and then there was a teacher at the community college who was like you have, like, because we were just, like, talking, because I was taking a film class there with him. And he was like, I'm an adjunct teacher at this other, this art school in Philadelphia. Do you want to possibly, like, you should look into it, like, because you have this, like, passion for talking about film and, like, looking at film. And, and we were doing projects in that class. He was like, you have, like, some talent, like, behind you. Uh, and then from there, I... Ended up moving to Philadelphia, went to University of Arts in Philadelphia, lived in Philly, went to school there. Uh, I'm from South Jersey, and I grew up going to Philly because my dad was born and raised there. Uh, and like I've been a diehard Eagles fan for my entire life, and so I just went to Philly and became a weird uh, film. Uh, we were called like the film scumbags, essentially. Tight. Uh, <laughs> well, we were, were you making snuff films? Like, no. Why, what so, did you do so no. The, the reason why that is, like, because we all kind of dress the same. We all wore, like, like like plaid, cut-off pants, like, cut-off jeans, like, really torn up, like, jean shorts. Uh, none of us ever shaved. Got it. Got it. That's That was kind so of the level. So you, you were just doing drugs. <laughs> just doing drugs and making films in Philadelphia. Okay. So you went from Catholic school, baseball, yeah. beach man. Yes. To, to uh, my true self. Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia scumbum. Drug doer, movie man. Yes. Uh, filming, filming. Look, I'm going to say that's probably a lateral move, to be honest. It really is. We'll qualify it as no, a it doesn't. It doesn't go up. I just stepped to the left more. Sure. Understood. Well, you know, that's something. So, uh, you know, not unlike Striker, you started, <laughs> Stop you started life me. out. Stop comparing me to a violent Pretty much a straight cop. arrow. You know, well, you know, before he was a cop, Curtis Stryker was, uh, well, he was a former Marine. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he served in the Gulf War. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that's canon, it's, it's but it is. Sarsgaard's character from Jarhead. Yeah, he's, so he's like a Peter Sarsgaard in Jarhead type, right? Yeah. He serves in the Gulf War. He comes back and decides to join the NYPD. And specifically, uh, Stryker joins the Riot Patrol. He becomes the leader of the Riot Patrol Brigade, which I can only assume is a real name of a thing. Yeah, that's where um, all the most stable people sign up when they become cops. Yeah, they're like, how do I get a battering ram? Yeah, how do I... <laughs> How do I get a shield? Do I, I want to drive one of those cars where if you drive it in another car, the car, other car flips? <laughs> I want a BattleBot truck. Yeah. So he joins He joins the Riot Brigade. <clears throat> Anything called a brigade should be suspect. 
Like, if it's like, what are you doing? I'm joining the brigade. Like, yeah. It's not the French Revolution. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, personally, when I hear brigade, I think, like, uh, World War Two, but yeah. I can't work out in my head, like, oh, is this, like, a Nazi thing or an American <laughs> GI thing? I don't know. Yep. Uh, anyway, dude joins a brigade. He's being a riot cop. He's having a good time, living it up with the NYPD. Living it up in Bloomberg's New York. Wearing a backwards cap. Uh, yeah, this would be Rudy's New York. Yeah, oh, this yeah, is this, is, this is the mid-90s, yeah. dude. He's in Giuliani, New York, yep. wearing his backwards cap, riot patrolling. <laughs> uh, one day, you know, he's eating a hot dog. He's at a car. He's, is this he's hassling canon? someone. Uh, sure. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he looks up in the sky, and he sees a massive portal open. <laughs> Over the city. Just another day in the Big Apple. Just another... I mean, look, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> well, so you know, Strikers, street, there's a portal opening. <laughs> Striker's hot dog slides out of his bun and falls to the ground. You know, mustard dribbles out of his mouth as he gapes at this massive hole in the sky. And then uh, he tries to keep people calm because suddenly, foom, 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 people's souls are being sucked out of their body and sucked up into this portal. And they're disappearing. Uh, helicopters are falling out of the sky, cars are crashing, and strikers running around like, everybody calm down, it's okay. Uh, I've got it under control. Because you know who's the best at calming people? Fucking riot cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, someone with a backwards baseball cap who's, a, who's just a casual cop who mm. also has, like, a baton and a gun. Yeah. Uh, like, anyway. And not, like, put on his belt. Like, yeah. his gun is, like... He he wears it like he's in the Untouchables, like it's a shoulder, like yeah, it's like a shoulder holster. He's ready at any point to fucking whip that thing out and just fire. So so Stryker's doing that, and then uh, all of a sudden he realizes that everyone is gone except for him, and that's when the centaurs come. (laughs) All of a sudden, you know, down. Down 4th Street, uh, a set, he hears a clip-clop, clip-clop, and Stryker looks over, and there's a We're fucking centaur. We're not by centaur. Rockefeller Center. What's happening? Yeah, what's, that's, not the, that's not the Rockefeller. That's not the Rockettes. <laughs> that's a centaur. Well, far from Central Park. Centaur starts charging at him with a battle spear. All of a sudden, Stryker hears... He looks up, and there's a dragon flying overhead. And uh, wouldn't you know, they're all coming after him. <laughs> And so Stryker's like, what is happening? So Stryker runs, he hides, and all of a sudden a message is projected into his mind by a being of uh, lightning and thunder. It is someone who says, hey, Curtis Stryker, I am Raiden, the god of thunder. I protect Earthrealm. Everyone on Earth's souls have been sucked up by uh, an emperor from another dimension this guy named shao khan the only people left are earth's chosen warriors you are one of them curtis and his response was look at this fucking guy what (laughs) you want to go grab a slice he goes listen there are other dimensions (laughs) there's a bad overlord from another dimension who's gonna kill you with his monsters I need you to come west. You need to come to uh, the Dakotas, where the Lakota tribe will protect you. Specifically, the one member of the tribe who's still alive, Nightwolf. We're going to hide out uh, on on his territory and try to figure out how we're going to strike back at Outworld. It's crazy that this was the original draft of Dances with Wolves. I know. <laughs> it's a shame they let Cosner rewrite it. Anyway, Stryker does that. <laughs> he heads out God. west 
and he meets up with Nightwolf, with huh? Raiden. They never explain how he gets there, do they? He walks. Um, <laughs> he meets up with, you know, Liu Kang, uh, mm-hmm. this, this uh, Shaolin monk who's been training since his birth, basically, to fight in this war, uh, with the movie star Johnny Cage, who Stryker's probably seen all of his movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, the... Striker is absolutely the type of guy who would watch a Johnny Cage movie and like yeah. lean over to his friend and be like, I, I can do that. Yeah. And yeah. He's yeah. like, he's like, that's not hard. Yeah. And then they go in the parking lot and he ends up like breaking his wrist, trying to like punch a window. Yeah. He like fucking tries to punch out someone's windshield yeah. because he's really drunk. Cause he snuck. He's like, no, you just got to hit it theater. with the, the palm of your hand and no. that's how you do it. Well, you know, it's funny you say that that move in particular is going to become pretty important in a little bit. Uh, we'll get there. Anyway, Stryker heads out there. He meets his new friends. Um, but specifically, and this is canon, the reason he decides to do it is not to save himself, but to avenge those that he has sworn to protect and serve. I don't believe that at all. Stryker's like, I took an oath. It is pretty lucky that Raiden looks like a white guy, because I feel like he would have been perforated by Stryker if he appeared to be any kind of ethnicity at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, for someone who is probably trained uh, to fear the other, I'm sure that a, <laughs> I'm sure that a god of thunder astrally projecting himself into uh, his mind was a jarring uh, experience that definitely could have ended in violence if Raiden yeah. was present, especially considering the man is being attacked by centaurs and dragons. And <laughs> anyway, the image of a cop shooting a centaur though is is kind of funny. It's pretty sick. <laughs> we went with different words there. <laughs> Uh, so Stryker fights in quite literally a war against, uh, monsters in the streets of major American cities. Uh, and thankfully Liu Kang, that Shaolin monk, uh, sort of the leader, de facto leader of the group manages to defeat that evil emperor Shao Kahn, Mm -hmm. um, and successfully save Earthrealm and restore the souls of, uh, all of those that Stryker was sworn to protect and serve. And while Earth came into many more conflicts for for many years afterwards, Stryker uh, seemingly, there's no canon answer to this, but seemingly was content to return to serving the people of New York, which he did for some time. (laughs) Until he was called uh, to action one more time. Until he was called a pig and then... Until he was called a pig (laughs) and and he got angry. And then took a swing at a white kid who was a senator's son. Yeah. Uh, well, what happened was Stryker's hanging out. He's doing his NYPD thing, which, you know, yeah, fill in the blank. And, uh, mm, mm. <laughs> he suddenly hears that there are, uh, world ending stakes. Literally all of Earthrealm is on the line because the battle of Armageddon is impending. A prophecy has come true. A pyramid has risen in a dimension that, uh, Stryker's never heard of or been to. Shocking. And basically, all of Earth's chosen warriors, as well as the chosen warriors on the side of light from every other realm, are going to do battle with all of the uh, warriors of darkness. Uh, (laughs) Ironic, Striker. At the foot of this pyramid, Mm -hmm. uh, with the stakes being that whoever makes it to the top of the pyramid will attain uh, godlike power. But godlike on a scale... That uh, Stryker couldn't comprehend because the only god mm. he's met at this point is Raiden, and Raiden I mean, is literally, and Jesus. Uh, or uh, sorry, in Christ our Lord, uh, 
And Raiden is like a sub god to elder gods who are the creation of the one being who, uh, well, Earth realm, our whole dimension is but a, a twinkle in the one being's eye. Yeah. So Stryker uh, is basically fighting in a war where the stakes are that he may be able to attain the power of the one being. If he's able to make it to the top of this pyramid, he's there to stop someone evil from uh, from making it there instead. Which you know who should have the power of a god is a, a cop? riot cop from a cop New York City. Served in the Gulf War. <laughs> served in the Gulf War. Yeah. And probably signed up just because it thought it'd be cool to be able to shoot a sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, you know, I don't know that that's true because as soon as he was doing battle with centaurs and shit, uh, he never once used a sniper rifle. Never once used... In fact, in Mortal Kombat Armageddon, uh, Stryker got a big old costume change. Yes. He got a... It's like uh, a tactical suit. It's like a tactical suit with like glowing blue lights on it. Mm-hmm. Two nightsticks, which don't seem particularly effective when you're fighting like wizards. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, and sunglasses, um, which and is yet. weird. The battle happened at night. And uh, in the battle, you don't see much of what Stryker actually gets done other than he punches a four-armed dragon woman in the head. Yes, he does. Um, and is, I believe, either... Uh, obviously murdered or, or just like tossed off of the pyramid. He doesn't make it particularly far up that pyramid, no. um, which, you know, he's not a significant character. <laughs> no, he's makes not. sense. Um, and I do believe I could be wrong about which character it is, but I think you I see think his eyeball. Ma- I think he punches Melina. In the right. Face. It wasn't Shiva. It was Melina. Yeah, it was a different woman. He punches. It, it is. Face. It yeah. is like a Zucker brothers comedy bit. Yeah, uh, that cinematic. He's he, like, look over there. They're all standing there, and he like points, and then just Dexter, and it's like, all right, that's where we're going with this. Okay, classic that's... weird uh, Mortal Kombat sense of humor. <laughs> anyway, long story short, Striker fucking dies at the Battle of Armageddon. We, we miss him, um, but uh, that wasn't the end for Striker. There's there's more for his story, uh, but before we get there, mm. wanted to stop and say thank you to our sponsor, Acre. What is Acre, you ask? Acre is a subscription, not like, uh, not unlike many of the subscriptions that we have these days, but they're a little bit different in that uh, you send Acre $50 a month, and you set it and forget it. It's just a subscription. You say, take 50 bucks out of my bank account every month. I'm not going to worry about it. Why aren't you worrying? Because you're building up a stash. A stash of what, you ask? A stash of gold. Literal gold. <laughs> You're going to send Acre 50 bucks a month. They're actually 30 bucks a month. There's a $30 option now. And eventually, you'll keep track as you build up uh, an amount that is worth 2.5 grams of gold. At which point, they will discreetly ship you a beautiful Acre-branded gold bar uh, to your home. It's got great packaging. The company's got great customer service. Uh, What's the point of this? Well, gold, as you know, increases in value. So you're basically investing at a rate you can hopefully afford. Uh, in pieces of gold that you will keep at your house, uh, watch as they build and build in value and eventually boom, millionaire. I'm pretty sure it's that easy. That's how it works. I haven't done the research. I haven't run the numbers, but it's a pretty simple investment. You're investing in a precious metal that has only increased in value over time. Uh, like I said, great packaging through Acre, great customer service. You're able to cancel uh, or change your plan at any time. If you'd like to find out more, you can go to getacregold.com slash mortal, or you can click on the link that'll be in our show notes and you can start your Acre Gold subscription today. So once again, thank you to our sponsor, Acre. And without further ado, we return to the saga of Stryker. <laughs> 
And if you're like a real New Yorker like Shark, you can melt that down into like a chain toy around your neck while you lift weights in your backyard in Staten Island. It's entirely up to you on to what you want to do with yeah. those gold bars. I fully encourage anyone, if anyone listening to the show does wind up getting an acre subscription, get those little gold bars, mm-hmm. melt them up. Make yourself a fucking cool Mortal Kombat dragon medallion. Yeah. Why would you make a chain necklace like Stryker definitely has when he does <laughs> he uh, doesn't bench strike, presses he does, in his backyard <laughs> in a tank top? Yeah. Forget that. <laughs> Melt it into a dragon medallion. It'll be your commemorative Mortal Podcast Acre Gold collab. No, my Shit, maybe better. I can talk them. Listen, if, if this Acre Gold thing goes well... <laughs> Maybe we do the Mortal Podcast cross Acre Gold collab dragon medallion. No one can see right now, but Ben is actually wearing five rings. Yes. And is dripping in gold. Yeah, it's hot gold. I didn't wait yeah. before putting the rings on, and I'm actually going to need you to drive me to the hospital. His neck right after is very Adam, red. If you yeah. could. If you, you wouldn't. It. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, thanks. And then well, you say, how do you pay for it? You put your hands out, and then they take those gold rings. And I say, when you remove them, you can keep them. Yeah. And they say, sir, I, I really. I hate to tell you this, but we will not be able to remove the rings without also removing your fingers. And I'll say, buddy, you can take them. <laughs> with, with talk to text these days, I'm going to be just fine. <laughs> with this kind of money rolling in, I'll get those nice robot hands Yeah, now. I'll get a couple of Iron Man fists. You know, the kinds that shoot like lasers? Repulsor blasters? Yeah, repulsor blasters. Is that like a concealed carry situation? <laughs> no, because he's got, rich. Well, no, what I mean to say is like, if you were to get like an Iron Man hand mm-hmm. with a repulsor ray, like because it's not obviously uh, a weapon, could, yeah. would you consider that concealed carry? Or do you, ha- do you think like the government would make you print like on the front of your hand, like this is a weapon? <laughs> This is a laser gun. It's just a bad Woody well Guthrie. It's like this hand accidentally kills family members. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, Striker. <laughs> anyway, <Listen>. Striker. <laughs> There's not really much, because I know where the story goes from here now, too. Well, maybe I you do. I do. Maybe you I do, maybe I do. you don't. We'll find out. I don't know. It's just my, it's marginally more detailed is where it goes. <laughs> so Striker uh, died at the Battle of Armageddon, mm-hmm. right? Um, everyone died, with the exception of Raiden, that god of thunder, who had contacted Striker all as many years ago, and Shao Kahn, the god who had invaded Earthrealm in the first place. They make it to the top of the pyramid. Shao Kahn's gonna uh, Gallagher watermelon Raiden's head with a giant hammer. Raiden uh, sends a message back in time to his younger self to stop this from happening. And the message he sends is, he must win. It's way too fucking vague. Yep. Uh, and what it does is it creates a timeline where everything goes uh, a, l- a little not great mm-hmm. for our heroic characters because of Raiden's attempts to figure out what that message means. Um, and Striker is one of those people. So let's talk about Striker 2.0, or as far as we know, it could be Striker Infinity.0. Yeah. This may have happened on many occasions. New, new Curtis. And it's more or less implied that it has happened many, many times uh, by Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> so New Curtis, uh, probably spelled capital N-U, Curtis. Yeah. Uh, in this timeline, he's got a partner. Yes. And that partner is Cabal, mm-hmm. another another notable Mortal Kombat crack. Uh, Cabal, <laughs> Cabal was an arms dealer. Who ratted out uh, his his mercenary arms dealing group, the Black Dragon, and was able to become a cop and rise through the ranks despite being a former arms dealer. And being a snitch. And being a snitch. Uh, <laughs> rise through the ranks. Extra surprising with the NYPD. Weird. Uh, I'm pretty sure they have a no snitches policy. Yeah. But, uh, Regular old Tim Allen. You know, they let Cabal get on up there, uh, join, join the group, and uh, now he's Stryker's partner in the Riot Brigade. 
pre-burnt face cabal. Pre-burnt, pre- normal dude, uh-huh. uh, long, still ponytail though. Uh, yes, <laughs> cabal. Uh, so they're hanging out. They're being riot cops, and then um, you know, second verse, same as the first. Portal opens <laughs> up in the sky. Um, but it's a little bit more specific this time, and I'll walk you through exactly what happens. Yeah, here we go. Portal opens in the sky. People are screaming, suddenly mm-hmm. disappearing. Helicopters out of the sky. Cars crashing. All of a sudden, fuck, there's a dragon flying through the air. Striker and Cabal are like, what's going on? Cabal's like, I don't know, man, but buddy cop catchphrase. <laughs> then they look down and they see a lizard man crawling up the building at them. They immediately just start shooting at him with handguns. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. No, that that is the most realistic thing about <laughs> this so far. <laughs> It is. Yeah. They then uh, successfully, I mean, the lizard man gets on up there. He spits acid at Cabal, who's Mm. like, ah, shit. Uh, Striker. (laughs) Striker manages to, like, shoot at the lizard man and runs away. It's reptile. I was going to say, it is reptile, right? It is reptile. Uh, Then Striker all of a sudden sees a lady, a sexy lady walking towards him. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. he He sees a hot babe approaching with a couple of daggers and he's like, what's going on? And then she's going to murder him, but he is suddenly saved by a dude shooting lightning out of his hands who goes, Hey, I'm Raiden. You're a chosen warrior. I'll explain more later. And Striker's like, what do you mean? And then he goes, hold on. Got to go kill a centaur. Raiden <laughs> flies away. And with famous movie star, Johnny Cage, who Striker recognizes mm-hmm. murders a centaur on a bridge, like a hundred feet away. Striker's like, what the fuck is happening? Cabal gets up and is like, huh, I'm okay. Anyway, what's... Oh, God! A giant four-armed tiger man walks up and breathes fire all over Cabal, melting his skin. Striker, <laughs> Just another day in the biggest, best city in the world. The huge apple. Yeah. New York. Concrete jungle <laughs> New York, with New York, Kentaro Four-armed tiger now. dragon. Uh, so is he a t- is Kentaro just a tiger dragon? That's like his like he's a he's from the Shokan who are a half dragon half human race, and they have a uh, subspecies that the Draco the dragon skinned Shokan are racist towards that uh, are tiger skin called the Tigrar. So uh, he is a half dragon man who has tiger features and tiger skin, and it's not and, uh, someone fucked a tiger. Yeah, it's that, it does well, it goes on. That's, to that's said, the long and short. But of that's it. the long and short of uh, what happened. Anyway, uh, Striker is like, nobody, nobody, not even a four-armed tiger dragon breathes fire on my best friend. And uh, You just, mess with one of us. You mess with all of us, yeah, dragon dude. tiger man. Sorry, you mess with one NYPD riot it's, brigade guy. You, you mess with it's all like of us. It's like that train scene in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, but, it's exactly like that. Yeah. Um, and to his credit, he beats up the four-armed, nine-foot-tall tiger dragon man. White man rage, yes. like compiled into a single person. <laughs> uh, but then a ghost ninja shows up and uses telekinesis to throw him through a wall into a subway station. Ermac? Yes. Yep. And then the ghost ninja is going to fight Striker, and Striker's like, I could do this all day, but actually, realistically, I probably can't do this much longer. <laughs> and uh, he winds up being saved by uh, Nightwolf, who in this timeline is a Native American warrior, but from another tribe, a fictional tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, Hey, uh, I need you to join up with, uh, the other chosen warriors and we got to stop the, uh, well, the earth from getting invaded by another dimension made up of all those monsters you just fought. And Stryker's like, okay. And so he joins the team. They spend some time planning after, I want to say like a day or two, 
Cabal shows up again. All of his skin's fucked up, and he's wearing a respirator mask, and he's back to using his hook swords that he was using when he rolled at the mercenaries. <laughs> I but, like that he probably showed up to his first day of cop training. He was like, what? what? Quick question. <laughs> quick cue. Uh, what's the stance on these weird hook swords that I have? Can I use these Can I swords? use these? You're saying no. So, like, hypothetical situation... We get a call that there's a suspicious guy in a hoodie walking around in the neighborhood. Can I show up with these hook swords and just respond however my instincts tell me to respond with the things that I've been conditioned to believe? And the NYPD probably said, yeah, I mean, eh, look, throw it in the car. Eh, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Striker's like, Cabal, it's great to see you, buddy. Gives him a hug. Cabal's like, ah! He's like, oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> it's been a day. <laughs> Um, so, you know, it's joyous, uh, Stryker's psyched, he's, like, with the good guys, he's fighting for revenge as he decided to protect and serve, and then one day, uh, a bunch of cyborgs attack him and his friends, he successfully beats up the cyborgs, um, but a witch queen from another dimension who's possessed, uh, and being controlled by an evil emperor from yet another dimension shows up, uh, murders all of his friends in front of him, and uh, like you said before, when Striker tried to put his, uh, you know, the bottom of his palm through a windshield, mm-hmm. uh, she smashes Striker's entire face in with her hand, <laughs> and he dies. Truly lost. <laughs> and this is our Blue Lives Matter moment of the podcast episode. <laughs> it's not. So Striker, uh, Striker awakens. In the nether realm, mm-hmm. which is, you know, if hell was another dimension, that's yeah. the nether realm. Uh, he is no longer Striker the Man. He is Striker the Revenant, mm-hmm. an undead being of pure rage controlled by a necromancer he's never met or heard of named Quan Chi. <laughs> Quan Chi has a goal, which is to resurrect uh, a fallen elder god named Shinnok, pretty much the Lucifer of the Mortal Kombat franchise. And for 25 years... <laughs> For 25 years, Stryker basically lives in hell. Uh, his skin gray and covered in red uh, veins of bad guy magic. Uh, serving a necromancer as they do bad demon shit. Uh, all in the attempts of uh, invading Earth. Finding a way to resurrect this uh, Lucifer figure and just serve him. Um, eventually Stryker stopped by the surviving friends from the battle of New York, like decades ago, <laughs> uh, and Quan Chi is beheaded. So Stryker is still just in hell, but just yep. like no longer just, serving Quan Chi. Just hanging out. Uh, and Liu Kang, who, as you recall, is the guy that defeated, uh, Shao Kahn mm-hmm. in the first timeline. And in this timeline failed to defeat Shao Kahn. Raiden had to do that himself. Yep. Um, he says, well, I'm the king of hell now. <laughs> and he takes over the nether realm. And uh, Stryker becomes his uh, servant. His servant, yep. Until, and I didn't know this was canon until today. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Uh, until a titan, which is like the predecessor to the elder gods even. So okay. to, to the predecessors of the gods. So, so the, like Kronika? But, yeah, Kronika. She's uh-huh. pre-Raiden, pre-Raiden's creators pre yeah. yeah she's a titan she controls time yeah so chronica shows up approaches Liu kang and in, in the nether realm and says i want you to basically be my bodyguard as i uh, erase this timeline using dark magic create a new timeline where raiden uh no longer changed time and unbalanced the scales of light and dark 
do you agree this is like objectively shittier than, <laughs> than you thought your life would be? And Luke Kang's like, yeah. And she's like, cool, well, help me out. Stryker does help in that mission until he realizes that Kronika actually selfishly is doing this because uh, Shinnok, that fallen elder god, is mm-hmm. her son. Uh, and he goes and hides. This is, <laughs> this is canon. <laughs> he goes and hides and is like, this is going to go south and I'm not getting involved. And is that that's where Stryker's story ends? That is where Stryker's story ends. Uh, another version of Liu Kang has been brought back from the past, defeats Kronika, but not before Kronika erases all of time. Yep. And uh, yada yada, time doesn't exist anymore. Liu Kang is now in control of the new timeline. Does he even know who Stryker is? Probably not. Is he going to do anything to save Stryker? Probably not. Honestly, will Striker exist in the future? It's hard to say. It's pro- it's most most likely a better use of the character Striker than him just being on a subway and roughing up teens who are doing Showtime dances on the L train. <laughs> <laughs> like, does seem likely. Yeah. Striker's story is if Joseph Campbell was writing Heroes Journey and then went through a horrible divorce and was just like, oh, <laughs> fucking show. Now he's in hell. Now he's in hell. And now he runs and hides because he can't face his own fucking failures. Well, you know, I had um, I had Mortal Kombat co-creator John Tobias on the show mm-hmm. and we yep. talked a little bit about Striker and the idea for him that he thought was exciting. And I actually get this. Mm-hmm. Was that he got to the uh, third Mortal Kombat and was like, "I'm expanding the world. I'm revealing more of the mythology. I'm gonna, I'm gonna decide like who are the new heroes I'm adding to the world. It would be fun to have a just totally normal guy be like, hold on, <laughs> I'm, I'm a chosen warrior. How? It's it's weird that it's a cop. It's weird that it's a cop <laughs> who's one of his fatalities is literally in Mortal Kombat three is swings his nightstick so hard it removes a character's legs and they <laughs> fall down. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and like, because that Mortal Kombat 3 was still when they were digitizing actors. It wasn't, yeah. they weren't doing full uh, computer generated uh, characters. And I don't know who they got to be the model for Striker. It, I feel like it was a delivery guy who showed up and they're like, oh, do you want to be in a video game? <laughs> He's like, got like a 90s Jeff Daniels kind of look. He looks a lot like Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Like, if like Jeff Daniels and Chris Farley had a. He's not like he's not like a, a, as big a guy as Chris he's Farley. He's not in shape though. He's like paunchy, yeah. sure. Um, but uh, I don't know. I here's the thing. As a kid, I looked at that costume and I was like, yeah, he's just like a guy. He wasn't the yeah. most exciting to me because I wanted people who played magic, and that was why he was so unpopular. They were people were like, you've got an ice ninja. Yeah, you've introduced cyborgs. Yes. Why are you introducing a cop? So the idea that the creators had of like it would be fun to just have like a normal person thrown mm-hmm. in the mix, I think like for a video game, and I think Tobias has said like since then he was like oh, I kind of regret it now thinking back like <laughs> I understand like if it was a movie like me telling you the story, very entertaining, very very funny yeah. to imagine a normal person finding out about all this Mortal Kombat lore three like games worth of story mm-hmm. in. <laughs> And finding out what a, like, huge... And, like, there are plenty of movies where someone finds out, like, oh, we're part of the Resistance. There's a world behind worlds that you don't know. It's a trope. Yeah, it's the hero's journey. But in a video game, especially in a fighting game, I understand why it's like, oh, yeah, well, I guess it makes sense (laughs) that you wouldn't want to pick the person who has the least interesting... Yeah, he throws grenades, he has a handgun. Yeah. Uh, He does not... I'll, I'll say for Striker, like, look... He doesn't say anything that may, that implies that he's a shitty person. No. 
and he does join the heroes and uh, fight against monsters and beings from other realms he never knew existed. Yes. In, in order <laughs> it's, to it's save... A lot that happens in a short <laughs> amount of time. In order to save, you know, himself, but also the world. Um, but he's always been a strange guy. I will read... I want to read you his non-canonical arcade ladder ending from Mortal Kombat 9 because it is awesome. Which they did update his look, thankfully. Because in, in Mortal Kombat 3, it's just kind of... He looks like a weird... Like, his shirt is white with, like, blue, like, trim, and he's, like, got a backwards sniper hat on. Uh, like, just a weird, like, little black cap that's turned backwards, and he's wearing, like, cargo pants and boots and has a gun on his, like, yeah. on his he shoulder look, He doesn't look like a cop. He doesn't look like a cop. He looks like an off-duty cop or, like, a plainclothes cop. Yeah, he looks like one of those guys who's <laughs> probably in that, like, Second Amendment march in Richmond, Virginia, like, a few months ago. Like, that is actually the type of person <laughs> he is. And then they're like, so like, oh, let's just put him in a SWAT vest. Yeah. Like in Mortal Kombat 9. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just a SWAT guy. He's a SWAT guy. Anyway, this is this is Stryker's ending in uh, Mortal Kombat 9. Despite telling the world that he was simply doing his job, Stryker was made a hero for saving Earth from invasion. He received both the key to the city and the Congressional Medal of Freedom. Press and paparazzi hounded his every move. His biography spent a year on the bestseller list. Striker action figures flew off the shelves and into every young boy's hand. But when approached by Hollywood for the rights to his story, Striker put his foot down. Never would he allow himself to be portrayed by Johnny Cage. <laughs> Here's the thing. It spits that, in the face of everything we were joking about Striker being. That is that what you is read. Is he a cinephile? Yeah, he's... Is Stryker a cop because he saw, like, I don't know, shit, are there any, like, 70s movies about good cops? 70s movies about good cops? Uh, I mean, French Connection, I guess, but Popeye sure. is not a good person. No, he's not a good he's cop. He's not a good person. Uh, <laughs> well, he's good at, at his job. He's good at his job. Uh, yeah. Taking of Pelham, uh, taking of Pelham. That was it. Three, he yeah. saw Walter Matthau and Taking Matt. of Pelham 123, <laughs> and he was like, that's why I want to be a cop. Yeah. That is why I want to be I a I want to be able officer. to lean in the door at the end of a movie and just give them a knowing look like, mm, like Walter Matthau does. The, and that's how the it's movie like ends. the best final shot of the movie. Yeah. Uh, I lo- movie. Ev- everything you just described there is every like aggressive dude I went to high school with, that is what their dream is, is <laughs> to do something that is fantastical and like to, to beat up a centaur, up a get centaur, the Congressional like, Medal of Freedom. Get the Congressional Medal of Freedom. Just say like, oh, I was just doing my job. Yeah. Have a best-selling book, and like have action figures of yourself. And it's I will just, say it says his best-selling uh, biography, not autobiography. Okay, so someone else wrote someone it. Someone else wrote it. Yeah. This is a Chris Kyle story. Yeah. <laughs> this is American Striker. The tracker is the Chris Kyle of, <laughs> of the Mortal Kombat, the Mortal Kombat universe. universe. And I think that uh, the creators of the, the book and the film, uh, American Sniper, need to own up to the fact that they completely ripped off of uh, Mortal Kombat. Including the fake baby. Including the little jiggly baby. Yeah. I have a Mortal Kombat 3 question for you that I thought of on Drive Over Here. Shoot. Um, so I was at Button Mash the other night for a friend's birthday. Great spot, great food. Great spot, great food. Solid game choice. Some better than others. Uh, but they have NFL Blitz, which is also a midway game. Yeah. Uh, and when I was playing it, it had the three low, like three symbol password thing yes. at the bottom of it, and I never 
learned or like bothered to look at what that actually did in Mortal Kombat 3. Do you have any It created clue? like random modifiers, I think, and then also I want to say that it was a way to I don't think you could unlock characters. Mm. I think it was just like modifiers. I think you could just shit. Yeah, that's right? a really good question. I still to this day, I've never looked it up because I want it to be a thing that someone just tells me. Yeah. Because I know I could go on Google and be like, what was the deal Well, there have been plenty of people on the show that actually played a lot of Mortal Kombat and were good at it. Uh They definitely know. Dan Hernandez definitely knows. (laughs) Mike Drucker definitely knows. Um, I have no fucking idea. I know, no. I just mashed stuff and hoped something would happen. Yeah. If I, am I remembering correctly, but did, did NFL Blitz, which was the only football game I've ever enjoyed, I loved those games. Yeah. Did they have, like, Mortal Kombat Easter eggs? Couldn't you, like, be Scorpion or, like, have a Scorpion head or something? I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. They probably did. That, they had so many cheat codes in, the, in that yeah. game. Ah, the best. <laughs> Mid, the best. Midway Games just leaning into the violence of the 90s. Yeah. Super hard. Yeah, they, actually, they, they, they saw the XFL coming. <laughs> they, they were way ahead of it. They were. Uh, oh, any last thoughts on, on Curtis Stryker? Uh, oh, I did have one, and it... Left my brain entirely. Nope, it's gone. Great. Who cares? Weird, weirdly, weirdly unmemorable Forget person. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then that brings us to the end of our show, Adam. Adam, yeah. uh, there's a final segment. The segment is called Choose Your Destiny. Yes. And it's a segment where I ask you, if Adam Murray existed in the world of Mortal Kombat, who would you like to be? What, uh, what species, what dimension would you like to be from? What would your fatality be? Who would you align yourself with? I... Riot Cop. Yeah, that's, I want to be a cop who shoots a centaur and then gets a book written about him. Uh, <laughs> that's my dream. Um, I think Adenia is... Because I've been trying to... Because, one, I run hot and I don't want to be in Netherrealm because it looks like sweaty all the time. Yeah. Uh, I think Adenia because... I've, I've said this before. Like I grew, I grew up in a beach town. My parents are both giant parrot heads, which means they're Jimmy Buffett fans. You're from Florida. You'll yeah. probably connect with this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Margaritaville played in every restaurant I walked into my entire life till I was about eh, 22 years old. Yeah. That, that is, uh, I grew up like going on, like going out fishing, beach town, always out in the ocean. Uh, so like this is the one timeline, if you believe in the concept of like multiple timelines where you're kind of existing in the same, but slightly different. Sure. Uh, this is the one where I'm not like some guy who does like jet ski lessons in Key West. And, like, goes by, like, the name, like, Duke or something. Like, just that's not my name. But, like, I just go by it. Uh, and I think Adenia is probably the closest right. to that. So you're in Adenia. Uh-huh. You uh, probably rent out, like, magically propelled skiffs. Yeah. <laughs> you go by Duke. <laughs> or, some, or something more mystical than Sure. That. Yeah, maybe, let's see, what do we got? We got Sindel, Katana, mm. King Jared, Argus, Tanya. Rain. Uh, Rain, uh, Jade. Eh, Duke still works. Yeah, Duke I think works. And that, and that is the head of our uh, our leisure uh, our leisure center Miller Time. Yes. Sub dudes. <laughs> so when Adenia is uh, attacked by Outworld, uh-huh. when they're challenged to ten tournaments so that Outworld can invade Adenia, do you fight in those tournaments? Oh no, just... I'm immediately killed. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm aware of myself and that's your enough. Story? I'm aware of myself. Do you fight back at all or do you just take it? 
I'm probably asleep. It's probably a thing where it happens at like so you're napping too early in the morning. You're napping at 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Maybe 10 a.m. 10 a.m. In a boat. Yeah. That's like roped to the dock. Exactly. And, and I, I wake I, I wake up and see look up at the sky. I'm like, that's a that's a weird cloud. And then just it's a fireball that eradicates <laughs> me. I'm like, huh, weird. And cool. Just. Oh, bummer. Do you, in this scenario, are you like waking up in the nether realm, your soul having been claimed by Quan Chi? Or is it pretty much just like, this is just, this is so predates that, that it's a, you just stop existing? They just stop existing. Great. Which sounds so relaxing. <laughs> doesn't it just? It's well, great. Uh, great. Adam, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having glad me. This, glad this was able to happen. Yes. Uh, almost a year. Uh, probably more than a year since you first asked. We'll have to find the tweet. Yeah, I immediately jumped at the chance. Uh, Adam, you got anything cool going on that people can look out for? Um, I have, uh, as you said earlier, I'm a filmmaker. Uh, I have a short that is, I'm trying to make the rounds right now, festival-wise. It's a short called Gabby, uh, starring Deanna Rooney uh, and Davey Johnson. Uh, also, Tom Sibley is in it uh, for a little bit. Um, if you know uh, who any of they are, they're fantastic, amazing actors. Uh, my friend Alexis uh, wrote it. Alexis Quasarano uh, wrote it, and we just got into Chattanooga Film Festival Hell yeah. in April, which is super exciting. Are you and gonna go? Yes. Are you gonna yes. go out of the way to visit Dollywood in uh, oh near God. Nashville while you're in Chattanooga? How far is it? No idea. God. I feel like it'd be. I'm you there gotta for like go. I'm there for three days. And okay, so, so one day for one the day festival, yeah. and then two days to two travel days to Dollywood. Film Dollywood. Yeah. You skipped your own screening? Yeah. <laughs> it's the second day that I've tried to get someone to go to Dollywood. Or second time I'm I've tried very, to get someone I'm to go to Dollywood. I'm very into that idea. Yeah. I love Dolly Parton. Uh, and then, yeah, so we have that. Uh, but it's not online anywhere right now. I do have, I mean, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Don't follow me on Twitter. Twitter's bad. Stay off of Twitter, especially right now with the election happening <laughs> and everything's bad. No one's having a good time. Uh, but my handles are at A-T-O-M underscore Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y. Uh, right, like Adam Murray, but if yeah. your name was an Adam, if like I was the like thing, a DC instead of Adam, like the name. Yeah, if I was like a DC superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Tight. Uh, Adam, thanks so much for coming on the show. Listeners, thanks so much for listening. Acre Gold, thanks for sponsoring today. <laughs> Acre Gold episode uh oh yeah one last thing on striker he was basically the lead of the animated series they did for mortal Kombat, and he was voiced by ron perlman we'll talk Wait, about whoa <laughs> hold on we just know what you know let's end let's go on that we'll talk about that more uh look if you're a patron if you subscribe to the patreon i'll, I'll be doing some bonus episodes where i uh talk about the uh animated series uh which apparently was canonically lined up with the movies um and it involved uh Tarkatans with like warplanes scorpion had oh, an air fleet and yeah. striker uh was one of the leads and i think had a bottle episode of like sonia after she like accidentally shot him in the shoulder or something there's on a like mission there's a lot of weird there's a lot computer technology uh, in that show but yeah just a reminder if you're not a, a, a patreon subscriber uh i make a lot of bonus content for the listeners we have a really fun discord uh it's worth it in my humble opinion or at least i do what i can to make it as worth it as possible uh, for the people who join, I really appreciate you. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking more about Stryker's uh, unbelievably large role in the animated <laughs> series soon. Um, uh, but yeah, until until next time, uh, thanks for listening. And as always, finish him. <laughs>